Eric B's Daily Vlogs. Welcome everyone, it's the Daily Podcast and the Daily Vlog with your host, me, Eric B. Today we have a special guest in tack from the Fox new TV series, The Cleaning Lady. Cleaning Lady, exactly what it is. We're going to be joined with talented Australian Philippine actress, Martha Milan. All right, guys, straight from Australia. Well, she's now on the East Coast. From Australia, coming from New York, from the cleaning lady, from Fox's new cleaning lady, we're bringing in. You got the cleaning lady tune going on right there. We have the talented, the beautiful Martha Milan with us today. Hey. <laughs> that was such a great intro. Thank you. How are you doing, Martha? How's everything going? Really great. Excited to be here. Eric. Oh my god! I was just telling everyone who's who's watching. There's going to be more filtering in as soon as they're getting off work. I know there's a couple of people who are watching while you're supposed to be driving home. You guys be safe while you're driving home. You guys can listen and watch it later on. And there's a few people commuting off Bart. But guys, we have again, like I said, the talented Miss Martha Milan with us today to talk about not just the cleaning lady, but we want to talk about and reach in and talk about her acting career, how she got act, got into acting and all that. So Martha, like I do with all my guests here on the show, please introduce yourself. Hi, Eric. Well, I'm Martha Millen. I play the role of Fiona De La Rosa in um, Fox's new series, The Cleaning Lady. Um, I am a Filipino. I was born there. I'm uh, Australian as well. I was raised in Australia, but I am a New Yorker at heart. So okay. <laughs> that's pretty much me in a nutshell. <laughs> Oh man, how long have you, how long, okay, so I was reading your bio page, if you guys want to follow Martha, go on MarthaMilan.com, she has her full, there's gorgeous pictures of her up there, has a rundown of all her, her videos and her movies that she's done, we'll also plug all her other social media account later on, but it said you lived in Australia, Sydney, how long did you live in Australia before you said, I'm moving to the mainland, I'm moving to the, you know, where everything is? <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, well, I moved from the Philippines when I was four years old and then like pretty much grew up in Australia. I mean, I'm still Australian at heart. Nice. Obviously, you can tell my accent is still there. Love it. <laughs> um, and I, I was there up until the age of like maybe 19. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, for a while. I was I, I left at a young age and, um, you know, I was uh, I was kind of thinking back and forth of whether um, to move there, especially after being accepted at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, uh, to New York, excuse me. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it's, um, I, it's my teenage life, uh, or like my preteens and stuff like that all in Australia. But honestly, yeah, like I, I, New York is my home and I, I, um, I learned a lot about life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, they said, they said if you can make it in New York, right, you can make it anywhere, right? If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's a song somewhere, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely that kind of place where it's just like, you got to step up or step out. Yeah, yeah. It's the only reason why I haven't been in New York yet, because I'm kind of a little intimidated. And a lot of people is like, if you can handle San Francisco, you can handle New York. And I'm like, no, uh, I'll, I'll be in New York one day. One day I'll be in New York. It's not going to be tomorrow. <laughs> I think, you know, um, San Francisco definitely has a, a, 
a quality of, of New York, but I think, you know, just the pace is very different. Yes. Um, you know, I think the mentality is quite similar in that sense and uh, nuances, but yeah, pace is, is New York has its own pace. Yeah. You can't compare it to any other city in the world. <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned that because we have, and I, I, and I can count with 10, you know, all 10 fingers. I know people who are from San Francisco that are now living in New York and I know New Yorkers who are now living in San Francisco. And, yes. you know, it's like, all right, I guess it's if you, if you can survive in San Francisco, you can survive in New York. Yeah, no, one of um, my sister's good friends, or my friend as well, too, she was here for many years. And she's Filipino as well and lived in New York and then moved back to San Fran because that's where her family's at and everything, too. Yes. So I know that there's a big Filipino culture um, uh, you know, and home base in San Francisco as well. So yeah, I think you can pretty feel at home there. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a big home base South of San Francisco is a little city called daily city. Um, back growing up in the days, we gave it the little name, little Manila, because it was all Filipinos that were living there. And then the housing cool. market kind of went up and a lot of the Filipinos now moved to like Sacramento area. Um, so you'll find like, you, you know, my cousin who lives out in Sacramento realized one day, Hey, my neighbor that I had in daily city is now my neighbor here in Sacramento. So a lot of Filipinos migrated over to Sacramento, which is a good thing because, you know, we want to spread our love everywhere. Now they're hope, opening up little Filipino shops in Sacramento that yeah. you know, back then never had, they never had. So <laughs> that's awesome. No, my one memory of, um, San Francisco, like, uh, I remember Filipino memories, like I drove all the way when I was living in LA, I lived in LA for maybe two or three years, um, like around 20, no, 2008 or something. But my friend lived in San Francisco at the time. So I drove up to San Francisco and I, I remember the first place that I saw once I crossed over was a Jolly Bees. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? Where am I? What is this? And so that was my first memory of actually crossing when, once I got into got San it, Francisco yeah. with I saw a Jolly Bees and I, I, I think I did drive through and get something, but nice. it was just, it was like, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess we represent here. <laughs> so with the topic of Filipinos, you growing up in Australia, one question that I had that that was my personal question is when my family, I'm like you, I was born in the Philippines, left there at the age of two, came here and we, you know, a lot of Filipinos we know of, we migrated here in the United States. Why mm -hmm. Australia? Why did the family decide, you know, let's go to Australia instead of the United States? No, well, we actually wanted to go. I mean, from, I mean, not we, my parents um, at that time were looking to go to America, but apparently, you know, it just took a really long time to get accepted. Okay. And the quota was always full. This was back in the 80s. And at that time, Australia's population was in dire need of expanding. Yeah. So there was um, incentivization of, of, you know, um, uh, for professionals to come to, to Australia, uh, you know, to expand their population, basically. Nice. So it was in the 80s. And uh, I mean, at this point, I think Australia's population is still still only like around 25 million or something, because okay. we only, there's the landmass of America, but we all live around the coastline. So yeah. you don't want to live in the middle. I heard how hot it gets in the middle of Australia. So yeah, it's pretty hot. I traveled, um, you know, up, up in the Northern Territory and went up to Uluru and it gets like, terribly hot up there but it's um it's quite um tra how, how can you, it's very um very spiritual up there nice. i have to say I, i've heard i've heard that i've heard 
you, if you ever go to Sydney, ever go to Australia, try to get out of the city and go someplace yeah. where you can just feel Australia for what it really yes. is. Yes, I heard that. How are the Filipinos in Australia? Are there Filipinos in Australia? Are there Filipino restaurants yeah, in Australia? A huge population there. I mean, obviously, because we're close to, um, you know, Asia. Yeah. But when I, when my parents and my whole family, you know, immigrated to Australia, there was, we were the only Asians in our suburb, basically. Okay. It was yeah. like, you know, it was um, extremely challenging for both my parents. And at that time, you know, Australia's, points of view were very um, narrow. Um, uh, Luckily, you know, many things have changed now since I've returned. I see such uh, a diversity of diverse representation on um, TV, which was never the case before in Australia. And there was no way I could get any work at all um, there because of the limited representation um, there. But it was an extremely challenging uh, place to grow up in. I think like, you know, when, when, um, there weren't many Asians at all in general. I experienced a lot of, um, you know, uh, hardships and my parents did too. And so coming through that, it was um, quite, I mean, don't get me wrong. I fully embrace my Australian side of me and my parents are very like, they're more Australian than I am. Like they, they, they watch cricket all the time. I'm like, how the, how the heck do you even know how this game works? (laughs) But um, growing up, you know, there were many challenges of how to immerse in such a, a culture that didn't accept um, or wasn't very open to accepting the the new pop the new progression and expansion of different uh, cultures in yes. their country. I totally agree with you, and and you know, this is something you and I can talk about later on. But yeah, I totally agree with you. And to see that progression from what you just said to where you are now, I mean. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I'm going to give you a round of applause because, you know, when I first saw the cleaning lady and I told you yesterday when we did that quick chat was I wasn't planning to watch it. I wasn't going to watch it at all. I said, okay, it's just another TV show that's going to show us that the females are going to be the heroes. And I, and I told you, I totally embraced that. But there were so many shows that's going out like that now, right now. So I want to throw a big shout out to my, my friend, Larry Swift, who's a big, who's been my friend forever. And if he's watching, he better be watching because he told me to do this. <laughs> he's the one that said, hey, you have to watch The Cleaning Lady. And wow. I said, why? And at that point, <laughs> episode one just came out. Episode one came out. So I didn't really miss anything. And he goes, I said, why? And he goes, because they have your people there and i said what's i said what's my people he goes i think they're filipino (laughs) so i said sure enough you know i went on on the man i said let me go watch the show larry said he's watching larry swift thank you for watching there you go your name's on there um i said let me go check this out and that first episode of the cleaning lady i was like wow they're representing us yeah. And only certain Filipinos would understand some of the things your character was saying. Um, and I was like, wow, we, I definitely have to watch the show. I'm addicted to it, but we're going to get to that towards the end. Cause I told, like I said earlier and what I said yesterday, I want to talk about your acting career and what got you into the cleaning lady. Um, so the first question, honest yeah. question, everybody asks these questions, what got you and what got you into acting? 
Um, I was, you know, uh, graduating from high school. I was about to go into the University of Sydney, pretty much not knowing what I wanted to do. I mean, of course, like my parents, well, no, I was supposed to go either into business, law, or something very practical. Something very <laughs> stable. Something very Filipino, right? Very Filipino, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and... Um, well, I think like just in general, they want they want stability for all for for me. But I did a play um, as I was graduating from high school. Uh, Oscar Wilde's play, The Importance of Being Earnest, and I just fell in love. I got hooked. Nice. Um, I was quite. Um, uh, just lost in, in university and uh, I just said I, I'm going to take a year off and my mother was very adamant on just making sure that I was applying myself to something and not just as Joe Coy would say galabanting around, around yeah. <laughs> galabanting around and so I said fine I'll take acting I'll do some acting and she just was not expecting that response at all so I did get into the summer program at the LA American Academy of Dramatic Arts. But then when I traveled to New York to visit some family, my family here, um, I fell in love with the city and I uh, actually got accepted to their program here nice. at the New York American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which is the original um, American Academy. So um, that's just kind of how things started. And, uh, you know, my parents were hoping, obviously, for me to go back to university. And I mean, after I graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, I started booking work um, straight away, whether it was commercials. Um, I was modeling when I was much younger. Yes. <laughs> and um, and then um, my first actually big gig uh, in acting was uh, playing in American Adobo, yep. which was so ironic that, yeah, it was like a Filipino movie directed by Luis Guillan. And, you know, I, I didn't know how big the stars were on the show. And my parents were just like, do you know who Christopher De Leon is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, so that's how it started, kind of thing. Yeah, you played the role of Candy there, and and your your dad your dad was Christopher De Leon in in, in the movie. Um, I did watch a couple of clips of that just the other day, just you know, and I was like, I was like, wow, you were in this. I, you know, it was one of those movies when it first came out. Everyone's like, hey, you got to watch this. And yeah, I was like, okay, I got it. I got, I watched a little bit of it, and I didn't know it was you. And this was back in two thousand one when it was released, right? <laughs> And then now I'm watching, I'm like, wow, she had a pretty, pretty crazy scene in there. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. It's ironic now that I think about it. You know, I'm, I was the rebellious teenager yes. daughter of Christopher De Leon in that. And now I'm playing the mother with my rebellious, rebellious son. son. So it's, it just shows how comes long back, I've been doing this. It comes back <laughs> around. How was it working with a Filipino legend like, Christopher De Leon, and you also work with Dina Bonavi in that in that film. Yeah, and I they're mean, honestly, icons in the Philippines. No, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry say that yeah, they're Filipino icons. I had no idea. I mean, I was quite um, ignorant, obviously, because you know, I just I, I told my parents I'm actually doing a movie with uh, some Filipino stars. Do you know them? They're like, what? You're working with uh, Christopher De Leon and Dina Bonavi and Loris Guillan is directing. You know, and I just was like. Yeah, and of course, at that time, I was very young. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's the job, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, their process was very different um, in terms of acting and auditioning as well, that, um, you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't quite sure whether I was doing the right thing or not. But um, especially during the audition, because Christopher De Leon was very, very um, right in the moment, 
and yeah. really acting the scene out during our audition process. And I was just auditioning and just being the rebellious teenager. But um, he was very, you know, right there in the moment. And I was what? like, mm, what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, but luckily, I mean, it, it still paid off. I got the part. And then, um, you know, it was a very, um, it was a great experience just being around all those Jeez. Filipinos. And it's like, it was my first acting job yeah, yeah. and then and you know again like i said if you guys want to watch it's available on youtube american adobe um i checked out a couple scenes i tried to skim through the scenes just to see you, you were there and you you uh, yes <laughs> your accent there was pretty i mean you can hear the australian accent a little bit right when you were talking I think at that time, I think I was still, um, I was only in New York. I think I'd just been in New York for like maybe three or four years. And then even at the academy, you know, um, obviously for me, in order to get work, yeah. I had to, because there's no way I, I was going to get cast speaking the way I was, looking the way I was. Yeah. That was yeah. not at all a progressive um notion to cast someone that is Australian that looks like me or the fact that. I look like this and then talk with, and then have a, an Australian accent. It was not even, you know, accepted um, in media. So obviously to be more marketable, uh, you have to, you know, um, climatize and yeah. learn all these different accents just to get work. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Which was my benefit. So, I mean, those, I mean, Filipino actors, actresses, I mean, like right now when we hear them, we're like, whoa, you know, that's, Christopher De Leon, that's Dolphy, that's Dina Bonavie. And you actually getting to work with them, it's like, wow, you were able to work with these big name characters. But that's the Filipino side. Now we have the American side where you got to work with people like Tia Leone, um, Danny Glover, Jim Parsons, just to name a few. And these guys are like big time actors. And here you are getting to work with them. How does that feel? You... Like one day, you know, like if you were back in the teenage days and say, one day I'm going to be working with Danny Glover and here you are actually working with him. How does that feel? Uh, Eric, you don't understand. Like for me, uh, first and foremost, it's all, it was always just about, I just need to work, you yeah. know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. back in the day, like, I got to pay rent. Yeah, I got to exactly. pay this. You know, da, da, da. But it was, I was just so fortunate to be on incredible shows where I have worked with, such incredible like amazing actors that i would never have dreamt to be in the same room with like yes. i mean obviously working with danny glover i mean he was lethal weapon to yeah. me you know yeah, in that sense yeah. I, just, I was like so i mean i don't i guess i do get starstruck because even working with um so uh lou diamond phillips is going to be yeah. in episode four and for him to be be in the same room with me and then acting with him, I couldn't even talk, you know, it was like the first thing, first movie my family and I saw in the theaters, um, you know, working with Tia Leone, yes, Jim Parsons and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Um, I mean, in Great New Wonderful, I've just, yeah, I've been really fortunate um, in terms of the roles that I've booked and the fact that um, I wasn't white. Um, I was, I wasn't completely um, in, in that, in the sense of just, Asian, I was not Asian enough or too Asian. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, especially being um, Southeast Asian, it was just hard for them to kind of understand that. But it was just a general notion. Oh, you're Asian. Okay, so we'll book you. Yeah. And uh, for me, I really wanted to accept those roles because you have to, you have to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, 
it's not about, uh, you know, choosing um, what I can do. It's about, well, I just want to work yeah. and book. And I've just been really fortunate to have been in projects with such incredible people. Yes. And, and it's a good topic that you bring up because I did the few guests that I had that were Filipinos when I asked them questions like when they cast you, but you're going to have to play, you know, a different type of Asian and not Filipino. How were you with that? And the answers were all the same, exact same answer you just said. It was a job. It was something that I had to embrace. And if they wanted me to be Japanese, then I'm going to be Japanese. And, you know, me being the nine to five guy, and if someone said, hey, Eric, I want you to come read for me and I want you to take this part, but you have to play this kind of character that's totally off my element, I'll be like, I'll do it. You know, go ahead. That's fine. I think it's about, you know, just um, focusing on the positive side of, you know, getting work. Yeah. Also, you know, getting the exposure, meeting people and people getting to know what you can bring to the table as well so that you have um, so that you open more doors for yourself. Yes. And I think, you know, as um uh, being in that position where there were very far and few between roles for Asians in general, anyway, um, you, you really didn't have a choice. It was yeah. just about, um, just, you know what? Yeah. But I'm going to bring, bring you the best that I can and it's going to work. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, but so also I'm so like- grateful to all those shows that really highlighted that the great new wonderful with yes. Jim Parsons, yep. and Maggie Gyllenhaal, the director, Danny Liner, who unfortunately has passed away. He was the first director that really embraced the fact that I had an Australian accent and that I even, despite the fact that I, you know, was Asian and he's like, can you do an accent? I was like, what? I'm actually from Australia. <laughs> So it was the first time that a director really embraced everything that I I was. And it was so um, rewarding and very, you know, just uh, gratifying for me to actually just play me. So you know, if there's any, if there's any producers or directors that are watching right now, or if they watch this in the future, they should do a movie about Filipino Australians. So you don't have to get rid of the accent and just keep the accent <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, I'd be watching it right away. You know, if it was a Netflix well, original or I, even if it was in a movie theater, I'm watching it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think if, if you think about it, Filipinos are all over the world. We are. Like we are in every country, you know, because in terms of, because we do leave the country in order to provide for better opportunities yes. for our family. Um, you, you will get all different cultures of Filipinos. And uh, I mean, even when I was traveling in Europe, you know, we would meet Filipinos. Like, it's funny, I love traveling with my family because my dad will always smell out. So he can always <laughs> sniff out a Filipino straight. He's like, Pinoyokaba, straight away. Exactly. <laughs> and you would meet them in restaurants and everything because we're all out there working, um, you know, uh, to, to help and, and give better opportunities to our families in, in the Philippines. So yeah. I'm sure there's so many accents that you can find with Filipinos, not just Australia. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so cool. And it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, I work in healthcare and the, every time I have a patient with me and, and they're Filipino and they see my skin is Filipino, they see my last name is Filipino. And the first thing they ask is, what part of the Philippines are you from? I know, straight away. It's like, Filipino <laughs> And then they get so disappointed when I tell them, well, you know, my parents are from there. And this is where I'm like, oh, you're not Filipino? I'm Filipino. I was just raised in America. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we're, you know, we definitely can sense straight away our energies. We can. And I think we have such a spirit that is, um, you know, um, very ebullient in that sense that uh, we always can yeah attract yeah. it <laughs> we know we know who you are you know we do yes, we, exactly we do we do the you know we do that for a reason we do the lip thing for a reason because we can point you out each and every one of you don't guys. worry there's definitely moments where i definitely i show i show all the uh and share a lot of the nuances of of our filipino culture in the show nice so. um <laughs> do you understand tagalog do you understand and speak tagalog I do. Marunok lang magsilita, pero ang basag yung Tagalog ko. Oh, that's, you said that better than me, so I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I'm exactly the way you are. I exactly. I have an aunt in the Philippines, and shout out to my family in the Philippines. Shout out to my family in Saipan. They're watching right now as we speak, and they're, they were like wanted to jump on. She's always trying to teach me how to speak Tagalog, and she's trying to get me to speak you know, chat with her in Tagalog and I'll cheat and I'll use Google Translate and she'll say, you Googled that. And I'll say, yes. No, there's a problem with that because I know that even, I know some of the, some of the stuff in the script, you know, I had to call my parents and like it would be 3 a.m. in the morning for them and I'd text them and say, can we Zoom? Because is this right? Is this how I say it? What, what, is this the correct way to say it? And so, yeah, my parents would translate certain things and confirm whether they were correct. Oh, they've helped me so much uh, throughout my career with the Tagalog roles that yeah. I've gone for, the Filipino roles. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's to see, um, you know, for us, like like you said, we saw Lou Diamond Phillips in his earlier roles. He's always playing something other than a Filipino. You know, we watched him in La, La Bamba. He was playing Richie Valens and we've seen him in other roles where he was playing other than a Filipino. And for him to actually start coming around playing Filipino roles, embracing the Filipino culture, it's like, wow, thank you for, for embracing us who we are. And when this show, The Cleaning Lady came out, like I said, there was a lot of Filipinos. I mentioned this to you yesterday. There's a lot of Filipinos who can relate with what your character is going through, you know, coming to America um, working the odd jobs just to help your family, support your family, whether they're here in America or, here, or in the Philippines. Um, mm. That right there, it's like, again, just the writers for The Cleaning Lady and for them to embrace the Filipino culture was like, wow, thank you. I mean, I say thank you to them because to me, that's deep in our Filipino culture. We do everything that we can to get our families to take care of our families we will take whatever jobs we want. you know, I remember my dad taking jobs, you know, he would travel, you know, a hundred miles away just to go wash a car, just to help, you know, feed us. And that's how strong Filipinos are. That's how we are. We, we take, make sure our families are taken care of and your role in this character, the things you do for your kids, you know, and I'm not giving spoilers. If you guys haven't watched the movie or the TV show, you guys got to get on that TV show, <laughs> but your character there, you know, your character, Fiona, um, when you read for that TV show and you said, I want to embrace this, who it is, how was that for you? I mean, it was incredible just reading a script where the, one of the lead roles was actually Filipino. And then the fact that they were centering that family dynamic in the Filipino culture. So, you know, I, I just am so grateful eternally to Miranda Kwok who developed um, the series and really wanted to, um, you know, put 
the Filipino culture um, and really fought for the Filipino culture to be represented on the show. And Melissa Carter, who's the showrunner, um, both of them have really beautifully shaped this in a way that it's just represented on all fronts, um, uh, not just Filipino, but just every, I mean, as many cultures as they can yeah. through the writers to the producers to the directors, obviously the cast. I mean, it's just, um, yeah, it's a really incredible and historical feat. I mean, there's no, it's the first time a, a network primetime show has um, put a Southeast Asian lady as um, at the forefront as Elodie Young, um, yes. who is so, again, I can't even tell you how amazing she is in this show and just her talent and her, um, her vulnerability just is so... Um, uh, empowering to watch as a woman as well. So it's a, it, it, it just, in all aspects of representation, diversity, they've yes. really explored that. Um, but going back to what you said about Lou Diamond, where he, Lou Diamond Phillips, where, you know, he's only embracing the Filipino culture now. But, you know, if you think about it back then, like the only roles at that time were, weren't, there weren't any Filipino yes. roles. So yeah. obviously it's, again, it's about just taking whatever role is there. And if it's believable enough, of course, we're going to take a job, but there is this beautiful evolution right now that's happening where, yeah, you know, representation on all fronts of all cultures are now being explored that you don't have that, that even writers are kind of willing to uh, just kind of be more, um, malleable to who you are like what yeah. happened with Elodie because originally that first leading role was for a Filipino um, woman and you know um, there were a few recastings etc situations but Elodie came in and just knocked it out of the park but what I love about what uh, Melissa Carter and Miranda Kwok um, did was just embrace who she was and yeah. that she's Cambodian, but she can still also live in the Philippines. And Miranda Kwok really fought for the fact that she still wanted it to be, you know, Filipino cultured center. Like, nice. in, so, I mean, yeah, it works great. out. I mean, you know, when, when her character is a doctor in the Philippines, and, you know, I mentioned this to you yesterday when we chatted is you have a lot of Filipinos who are like that, who are, you know, they have a profession in the Philippines. But when they come to America, it's either, you know, one there, they can't get here legal status right away. So they have to take these little odd jobs. And again, the writers, they did it exactly the way it's not fictional whatsoever. It's exactly the way you know, not just the Filipino cultures, but other cultures are as well. You know, we come here, we'll do what we can. We'll do the legal things that we need to do and we'll get the odd jobs that we need to get. And I love the way the writers did that. But what I love about the show is you're getting a different storyline yourself. It's like, you know, Elodie has her storyline with what she's yeah. doing, her little jobs that she's doing, but you and the family storyline, I mean, that's really deep as well. Yeah, you know, I think it really focuses um, uh, on the family side. And this is where if you for me, it was like, uh, let's take away all the labels of whether you're undocumented, you're cleaning lady or a mobster. When it comes down to it, it's all about what am I going to do for my family? How are we going to survive? Yes. yes, we're in situation, but this is because I want to give you better opportunities. I want you to have better than what I had, you know? So I really grounded my choices um, 
and really focused on the fact that I was a mother first and foremost, a single mom as well. Yes, I'm undocumented, but um, in terms of a mother, I just want to provide for my children and protect them. And that's the same dynamic, obviously, with Elodie. You know, her her situation is extreme. Um, Both of ours are extraordinary situations, being undocumented and the fact that her son is also dying. We obviously are... um, operating at a really <laughs> a high elevated stakes yeah. that our instincts as mothers are just amplified. So it's, uh, I think that's obviously a tribute to the writers who have just given us such rich characters and amazing circumstances, but it's still grounded. And Melissa Carter used to say that to me, it's like they're grounded in their choices. And I said, I don't understand what grounded means. Yeah. It means that they're believable, even though you're, you know, you're working as a cleaning lady for a mob or you're undocumented and you're dealing with all these situations. These, if you take it all away, it's still just about the family. It's yes. about what are you going to do for the family? What do you, you know, you love your family. How, how far will you go for them? Yes. So yes. I think that's the essence of the show as well. Even not even just in my world, but in Armand's world, in Hayek's world, you see all the essences of, loyalty to family of what they've done the sacrifices they've done to kind of uh, attain their power or empowerment a co-worker of mine wanted me to ask you this question so this is a co-worker question not my question they said please how is it working with adon katan who plays armand morales and keep a straight face because she says not me he's the hottest guy on tv right now (laughs) well this is okay. This is my problem is I don't get to cross over in that world. Oh, that's and, right. and that's why it's like, whenever I see um, Aiden, Aiden Kanto, who's, yeah. in, I mean, as everybody can see on, in his performance, he's incredible yes. in this show. Um, and the chemistry between him and Elodie is like, it's fire. Yeah. I mean, even me, when I'm watching it, I was like, Oh my God, what's going to happen next? <laughs> even though I've no, I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Um, but he's such a, a such a sweet, very humble guy on set, and um, you know, uh, unfortunately, I don't get to do any scenes with him because obviously, then I would know. Or, but um, I will give a little bit of a teaser where. Uh, no, I don't even get. I was trying to think of anything that I could be in a scene with, and I'm not. But the one thing that I do get jealous of is their wardrobe they have such incredible wardrobes that here i am in my cleaning lady clothes and i think i remember each time we would cross um as the scenes would shift and armand uh armand aiden canto would walk by and he's in all his suit and then i would be in my cleaning clothes i'm like hey what's up aiden (laughs) just like you look great i was like you have that nice little outfit when you guys were at the rooftop in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah that little outfit. So you see, I watch the show. I know what's going on. Um, how many scenes were actually really shot in Vegas? Um, obviously, the, the ones outdoor, which was freezing that night, yeah. um, the club scene where we were all in sequence and everything, that was all, those scenes were all shot in Vegas. Um, you know, primarily we're based out in, in Albuquerque and I've fallen in love with that city, but yes. um, all the exteriors uh, have, are shot out in Vegas, um, mostly for the casino parts and and um, but they have created uh, the La Habana in on the studio lot in okay. Albuquerque. So that is not in Vegas. Okay, okay, that's good to know. This show is 
it's bringing up, I mean, it's getting up there. A lot of people are watching, you know, me and my coworkers, like, did you watch last night's episode? They're like, no, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Um, that last episode you did. And again, for you guys who haven't watched it, spoiler alert, sorry about that. But that last episode, when you and your son was just having that deep conversation, I was like, I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. That was really deep. That I mean, you in, you channeled, you know, the mom that, you know, don't know who the father is of the son, and you're doing everything you can to take care of them. How did you channel that, that person? Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't have any children. And um, so I really... I think it was so important for me to have a really strong connection with uh, Sean Liu, who plays yes. uh, my son. And we all have been, have become extremely close. And, and then um, Faith Bryant, who plays my daughter as well. And then Elodie, we're just, and obviously um, uh, Sebastian and uh, Valentino, all of us, like the family side of the show where we are like family, we even kind of like tease each other like family too. But um, for me, it was like, you know, I mean, just explaining that to your son, that he's a product yeah. of being, I'm, I'm going to do a spoiler now, <laughs> of of my my capricious activities. Um, you know, it's how do you even say that to your son? Yeah. And I think I, just, I had to really ground that in a way that it wasn't just, you know, like um, a mother being flippant and just telling him. It was just a, a real consequence of my actions and I had to be accountable for it. And um, uh, I really had to take, find a way to show the responsibility that I had to, to him. Yeah. Um, as an actor, you know, I was, yeah, when I read that, I'm like, oh my God, how am yeah. I going to connect to this? Exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, I don't even know how I'm connected to this. But, uh, you know, when you do that, I think you have to create certain circumstances, imagine that is not even written in the script that really brings about um, uh, a true and authentic emotion of real remorse. Yes. And so my, that process for me is, is, is very personal, but um, I just had to trust it and hope that it worked that day. And it oh. was great. <laughs> I mean, like for me, I just was like, let's, let's fingers crossed. Let's, the, you know, let's hope this works. But my, I really, you know, have to, um, I mean, grateful to the connection that I have with uh, Sean Liu and, and the directors who just always were so um, nurturing during yes. those emotional scenes. And I loved, I loved the transition from him being angry and why and why and why, and then you just getting emotional and it's like, look, I'll tell you the truth. This is what happened. And him going from angry to, wow, this is my mom. First and foremost, I got to remember, this is my mom. And I got to give her the love and affection that I need to give my mom. And a lot of us guys who has moms, we felt that. We were like, oh. no matter what, your mom screams and yells. She's doing everything she can, and she's doing what she can right now. Even though you didn't tell, you didn't lie to him. You just didn't tell him the truth, right? You didn't tell him the whole truth. So yeah, I just I just left out a few, you know, little important factors of yeah. his life. But yeah, no, I appreciate that so much. I no. think like you know, being a mother in itself is already hard enough, and to portray that, I wanted to have the authenticity coming through and the sincerity that would have to be conveyed during that scene. Yeah. No, you, you, as, as they would say, you knocked it out of the park. And I was like, again, I was like, what, what, what time is this off? 
Sophia turned us off already. Um, again, everyone who's watching, if you guys haven't watched it, Monday's here in the Bay Area. I'm not sure what time it is and what part of the world you guys are in. Monday's at 9 on Fox. You can catch Martha Milan and the Cleaning Lady. Um, my Auntie Emma is watching from Saipan. My Auntie Divine in the Philippines asked me an intriguing question. And her question is, what's your favorite Filipino dish? Dinugoan. Oh. <laughs> I know that's pretty intense oh. because I, I, my mom, she, I mean, and I knew what it was, but my younger sister, she would be just like, what is that? And then I was like, it's chocolate and bubble gum. Eat it, eat it. Chocolate meat. <laughs> and it was so funny that, but I mean, for me, I knew exactly what it was, even though I was only five or whatever, but it was, it is, it's one of my favorite yeah. dishes that and, um, pancit palabo. Yes. Um, uh, I think those are my two. Oh, and uh, what's the one with the peanut butter? Oh, kare kare. Kare kare, yes. yes. My dad so makes. Dinugoan is my favorite. Whenever whenever <laughs> you're in San Francisco, I'm going to make sure my dad makes you a bolo kare kare. So whenever you come by, he makes, I would say, I'm, you know, I'm biased. He's my dad, of course. He makes the best kare kare. Um, but sure. again, everyone who's watching Martha Milan, you can catch her on The Cleaning Lady Uh and I want to say, you know, for me, thank you so much for what you're doing right now. And, and, you know, you going out there doing the best you can doing, I, I think you're doing a great job representing, you know, the people that we have here, whether you come on the cleaning lady representing a Filipino or whether you're on another show representing a different type of ethnic group you do. I'm honestly sure you're going to do a great job doing that. Um, what's next for you after the cleaning lady is there anything you can give out that you're going to be doing next is it going to be big screen small screen i'm just trying to find a house right now <laughs> i uh i'm in the process of just uh looking for a place i have put i have found one but it, it's just such a process here in new york yeah. i i relocated to albuquerque for four months and i wanted to focus on the series and then in that during that process, I, I gave up my apartment here, but I wanted to have a fresh start. So that's, that's my project right now. But, um, you know, no, I'm just back in, in the game of just auditioning again. And then like, obviously fingers crossed, we get, we get to continue telling the story in, in another season. Yes. So hopefully please, you know, support and stay tuned. Support. But um, other than that, like, I'm just kind of really, I'm relishing all that's happening and just the positivity that's surrounding this show and everybody applauding the representation that it brings. And um, it's just truly um, so rewarding after yes. all these years. So it's, I'm just so grateful. That's Have it. you watched <laughs> Spider-Man? Did you watch Spider-Man yet? The new one that came um, out? Not the new one yet, okay. because I have to catch up on my Spider-Man. Okay, um, okay, but not the new one. Okay, uh, so I am going to watch that. Though. Watch that because I know the Filipino. The Philip. Wait, I watched um, the one before it because there's a Julian Bata Batacan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jacob Bata Batala, yeah. yeah. But, but no, yes. the Filipinos are represented really well. In, in that movie so definitely watch it um um and and again thank you for coming on thank you for jumping on thank you for being here you can catch her again on the cleaning lady uh on fox here in the bay area again you guys look at your local listings what time it is uh, MarthaMilan.com. you can catch all her stuff on there also on ig martha milan nyc is is her is her twitter or is her ig her twitter account is at milan underscore nyc so if you guys want to catch her reach out to her. she's 
you're, I, I would say you're the, the sweetest person in the world because when I reached out to you and I need to throw a shout out to your PR group, Lillian Park. Um, if she's watching, you know, when, whenever I emailed them, hey, this is what I want to do. This is when I want to do it. And the only conflicting time was the time. You were in New York. I didn't want you staying up late. Um, you know, <laughs> I know it's three hours different. So that was the only thing. So I had to like, okay, I can do it at this time. But, I, you know, but again, shout out to your PR group. They're, they're remarkable. They're amazing. Yeah. Them. Lillian and Emma and, and Liza, yeah. they're incredible. Yeah, I had a quick chat with Lillian last yesterday before we, after we did our, our, our little conversation. And, you know, again, shout out to them for doing an amazing job on everything that you do, them getting back to me and moving forward. I, you know, I wish you nothing but, but great success in your career. And again, thank you again for representing, you know, us, the Filipinos representing, you're not only representing the Filipinos, you're representing the Australians that are <laughs> Filipinos in Australia. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, Hey, you know, where is Aust- I, can you do, yeah. can you do a mate? A what? Can you do a mate? You know, the Australian, you know, come here. Oh no, you want me to start talking like this? Yeah, I can start talking like this, mate. No worries. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. Martha, thank you. I just got back from Australia, so it's right there. So nice. it's all good. <laughs> is, is your family still there? Mom and dad are still in Australia? Yeah, mom and dad is still there. They don't want to migrate over here? No, they um, they live on the beach. Why would oh. they want to come in the middle of like... <laughs> In the middle of like dirty city kind Mom of Mom and dad, when I move to Aust- when I go to Australia, I'm coming to your house. We're hanging out. Please do, please do. They'll have they'll have a lot of salsa dancing for you to do. Oh whoa! <laughs> Again, Martha Milan, you can catch her on the Cleaning Lady Mondays here in the Bay Area, nine o'clock. Go ahead and definitely watch her. Martha, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being who you are. And and again, I hope this is just one of many conversations you and I will have moving forward. Um, Whenever you want to jump back on the show, whenever there's things you want to talk about, like a new project, like I tell all my guests, you're more than welcome. You're always invited. You can be part of the show from now on. So whenever you're here, whenever you're in town, you want to reach out again. My dad is watching. He's like, guy, she wants me to make kare kare when she comes here. I no go. Jesus. What am I? Don't worry. I have mamacitas. We, we can just put a mamacita. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. This is Martha Milan again. Catch her on the Cleaning Lady Mondays here. And Martha, thank you so much. Good luck in the future. Good luck with your career. And thank you for jumping on. I, it, was, it was my pleasure and my honor having you here. Maraming salamat. Thank you so much. Salamat. Really Mabuhay. All right. Platform elevate us thank you thank you <laughs> we, will, we will chat soon and thank you for jumping on and i know you're busy you got a busy schedule i told your group that i'll try to keep you on under an hour or so i'm trying to keep my promise so uh, thank you so much have a great weekend oh before i go someone asked football fan are you a football fan um of, of american, american football, football? Yeah. Oh, american wow. football no yeah i'm sorry <laughs> I, I, I yeah american football um, I know a little bit. Okay. Yeah, why? Well, that question try. is out the window then, so don't worry about it. <laughs> if you're an American football fan, I had a question for you, but if you said, eh, then no, yeah, that question is going to be irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant question from now on. Martha, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you for your time. Thank you, and again, um, good luck in the future, and I can't wait to watch the next episode of The Cleaning Lady. Oh, it's episode four. Yes. Phillips is on Oh my God, I can't wait. Every time I see him, I just say, Ricky, not my Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) Martha, thank you so much. Have a good night over there in New York.
Thank you. You too, Eric. All right. Great one. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh man, Martha Milan. Martha Milan, how cool was that, guys? We had Martha Milan on here on the show. Lovely lady, talented actress. I'm glad I didn't get to all your questions. Sorry, guys. Um, she was on a time crunch and I didn't want to keep her on. But thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for jumping on the the Facebook live show. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for jumping on the Facebook live that I had with Martha Milan. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hope you guys enjoyed everything that we had. She was very entertaining. She, man, she again, knocked it off the ballpark. If you guys want to catch her again, the cleaning lady on Fox Mondays at nine o'clock, definitely watch her. And then look at, watch American Adobo, watch all the other shows she's on. Again, she's on, um, I got to pull up my cheat notes here. She was on Madam Secretary. She was on the show called The OA, The Great New Wonderful. She plays good roles in those shows. So definitely go watch that. But thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for being on. Thank you guys for your support. Whew. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you guys for watching, guys. Live stream is ended. Go in peace.